What's going on, everyone? Alex De Silva. I hope you are well. Welcome to another episode. Today, I've got a special guest, me. It's only me today. But um, I wanted to have a chat and I wanted to share my thoughts because on Friday, I had a car accident. I'm absolutely fine. Thankfully, there is uh, no injuries. I feel a bit bruised today. And um, it's been a very interesting experience because it's taught me so much about how short life is and, you know, how one minute we can be here and the next minute it's over. And it really showed me how how powerful life is, how incredible life is, but also how short this time on this planet, this experience that we have also really is. So just to kind of bring it into context on Friday, I went to meet a friend. We went and did a, a training session. I left to go and pick my daughter up and my son. And um, it was really raining here in the UK, really, really raining. And um, it was awful. But I was driving normal speed as 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 I do. And um, I'm driving down this, this motorway, which I've traveled down many, many times. I travel up and down this, this road pretty much on a daily basis. And um, the roads were, were very wet. So I was very cautious. And I came around the bend and my car spun out just completely spun out, did a 360. I hit the barrier and I'm pretty sure, although everything happened very, very quickly, I must've also then hit the central reservation uh, or maybe I didn't, maybe I just kind of spun and, and hit the same barrier twice because the front and the back of my car were completely destroyed. And I did a full 360 and ended up facing the same way on exactly the same lane that I was originally in. It was really scary really scary. And it happened so fast, so fast. And the first thing that I did was I grabbed my phone and, and I called the emergency number. And as I did, I noticed then cars naturally start to stop. And thankfully, nobody else was involved. Thankfully, it was just me. And there was nobody else around. Nobody hit me. Nobody else got hurt, which is which is incredible. That in itself is such a blessing. It's a really interesting experience because a nurse then turns up and she's knocking on my window, just checking, making sure I was okay. And I'm on the phone to, you know, to the emergency services. And all of a sudden, then another woman pulls up and she's a police officer. So I was like, wow, okay, I'm definitely being looked after here for sure. <laughs> so I, uh, the lady said to me, do you want to move out? Because I was in a fast lane. So do you want to move away from that? Do you want to come over to, to the side? And I said to her, is my car, can I even move my car? Like I, I don't, I haven't even got out of the car because I'm in the middle of a motorway. So, you know, I'm very cautious. I don't want to cause myself any more issues or any more damage. Thankfully, between the two of them, they managed to stop traffic. I then went into just onto the side, the kind of the recovery area and just parked my car there. And both of them came over. Then, you know, I was on the phone to the ambulance. The ambulance was on their way. And this police officer had then called the police as well. So they were on their way. And I sat with this lady and cut the story short. You know, I was trying to, you know, frantically trying to to find a way to contact my wife because I'd just spoken to her before I'd left the gym. And I said, right, I'm on my way to go and pick the kids up. I'll see you when I get home. Love you loads. Everything was fine. And she was working with a client. She had a client starting 
just uh, let's say it was about 3.30. I kind of remember it vaguely because I had to pick my kids up, my daughter up at four and then my son shortly after that. So I kind of, I knew roughly what the time was. And I knew when I looked at my phone, it was quarter two. So she would have been with this client. It was a very interesting experience because, you know, these, uh, this lady in particular looked after me. She, you know, put me in her car. So I wasn't on my own. She stayed with me until the ambulance showed up. And shortly after that, the police showed up as well. And they examined me, everything was fine. And, you know, in that time, had managed to speak to to the childminder, let her know what was going on. I spoke to the school, let them know what was happening too. And our childminder, who's absolutely phenomenal, she actually went and picked Ruby up, thankfully. And um, my wife then finished. I spoke to her, <clears throat> told her that I'm absolutely fine. I'm just a little bit bruised and a little bit shocked, I guess. I felt fine at the time, like everything was okay. And uh, they checked me over, breathing was fine, everything else was okay. And over the weekend, so this had happened on a Friday and then over the weekend, you know, I was just always busy with the kids and just getting on with life. And today, which is Monday, I just been sat for a bit, just doing some work and just preparing for the day. And I just felt like, wow, I just can't really function today. Like something, it just feels a bit stuck. I don't really know what it is. And I started to realize that, Sometimes we don't take time to process things. And I, I'm i often very good with things like that, but I'm also very mindful that I can get caught up in just being fine. Everything is great and acknowledging things black and white and seeing that my body is absolutely fine. I'm bruised because I kind of tweaked my back uh, very slightly when I was training. So I stopped training early, did some stretches, but everything was also quite sore as well. You know, and I woke up this morning, my rib, as I was breathing this morning, was a little bit sore, it was slightly tender as I was breathing. I thought, oh, wow, okay. So I need to take time for myself. I need to just not rush into things, not think that I have to save the world and, you know, make sure that my to-do list is complete. I have to look after me today and I have to just take care and understand that it's okay to take time. And the reason I wanted to do this episode today is to share that experience because it really taught me something valuable about life. You know, I wake up every single day grateful to be alive, grateful to be here because many of you know my story. I struggled with addiction for, for years, various forms of addiction. I was a drug addict, alcoholic, sex addict, food addict. I smoked like a trooper. I was pretty much, when I look at things, I was addicted to everything. I think like many of us are. And when we realize what addiction really is, is a form of obsessive behavior, obsessive thinking, but also it they are learned behaviors. And I had to just learn to take a step back and not rush into things to think that everything is okay and just think black and white and it's okay. I'm okay physically. So everything else is fine. I've been taking just a little bit of time, you know, just to, to spend time with myself and just to, to relax today. I thought, right, I'm going to go training. I'm going to work on rebranding the app. I'm going to work on my programs. There are things that I need to do content. I need to make things I need to, to create you know, because I want to, you know, I want to, I want to rebuild things that I've been, I've been working on that were affected previously. And I realized that it's okay to take time. 
And the message I think for all of us is we only have this life. We only have this one life. And I realized how precious this life really is. You know, during my addiction, during those times when things were really dark for me, I I had so many suicidal thoughts and I, I had attempts to, I tried to many times to check out, you know, to, to, to not be here. And I realized today, especially after what happened on Friday, a number of people said to me, wow, you know, you're, you're really protected. You're really looked after. And, and it is very true. You know, I have a creator, a higher power. I have angels. I have, I have all of these, you know, incredible energies, incredible people who they may not be here physically, but on a spiritual perspective, I truly believe that I was looked after because, you know, I was traveling at 60, 70 miles an hour and I smashed into those barriers all on uh, because my car completely lost control. And, and I came out, as I said, without a scratch on me and just some bruising you know, some kind of just a little bit of bruising. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful to be here. So grateful to be alive. So grateful to be able to share this experience with you, to share this knowledge and understanding that life is so short. Life is so short and we take so many things for granted. I've been there myself, you know, I've taken so many things for granted and through all of the years that I've been doing breath work, I've been doing healing, I've been, you know, coaching myself and helping others. You know, I've put myself through through the healing process because, you know, I understand how powerful that is. And I don't ever want to teach or speak on anything that I haven't tried myself. And this is something that is so important. You know, because things could have just ended. You know, when I looked at my car, I was so grateful for my car. For for it, you know, the airbag didn't go off. You know, I was fine. Looked at my car and thought, oh man, that car's destroyed. I didn't care about the car. I cared about me. I wasn't worried about the car. The car I can change. I can buy another one. I'm so grateful that my wife and I each had a car. So we have a car. <laughs> so it's fine. Before I used to get so consumed and that would have been my number one worry. How am I going to get around? How am I going to do this? I've destroyed my car and I would have gone into these, you know, really selfish and self-centered thoughts in a way of, you know, worrying about materialistic things instead of putting myself first. You know, I would have very quickly made a judgment and said, look, I'm fine. Everything is okay. I just want to you know, I, I, let, let's just kind of get on with it. I've got so many things I need to do. I don't want to fail. I'm already feeling like a failure, you know, for, for, for exit. I would have made up all of these reasons and would have gone into this huge self-pity and, you know, and, and, you know, this kind of self-destructive way of thinking. And I would have gone into numbing myself with drinking and pills and everything else. I did take some painkillers because I was, you know, my back was was feeling sore and I'd just been in a big old crash. So I just took some ibuprofen, anti-inflammatory, just the standard stuff really took, a, you know, for, for a couple of days and then that's it. I'm still in a little bit of pain today, but I've been, you know, just stretching very gently, just looking after myself. But these are the lessons, you know, looking after myself, putting myself first, you know, still being a father, still being a husband 
knowing and understanding when I need to take that time off, that I need to take that time for myself and just process what had happened, you know, and I try to process it. I do a lot of meditation and I process it in meditation. When I go into, into sleep, I try to connect with that and process, let go of that trauma. Cause that was very, that was a huge trauma. You know, that impact was, was, um, yeah, was, was huge. And I did feel okay. I felt very calm. I felt, you know, still very much like myself. But as I said today, I was just feeling a little bit, a little bit off and, a little bit vulnerable and I couldn't really understand why. And it's almost, I was trying to initially tell myself that I didn't need to feel that way. I didn't need to, to, to feel vulnerable. There's no reason why I'm alive. I have life. Look at me. I'm okay. But also the biggest lesson around that too, is that it's okay to feel vulnerable. It's okay to stop for a minute and process what happened. It's okay to stop and feel the emotions, feel this, you know, this, this uncomfort, this discomfort. And I've been sitting with it, been sitting with it today. And it just came to me that I wanted to speak on it and to share a little bit of hope and a little bit of, of faith that, you know what, we worry about so many things in life. You know, we get so consumed, especially now I'm on social media. I always try to make content and I share things across all platforms. But I'm so mindful that I, I really don't like getting involved in other people's things. I don't really like watching other people's posts. And to be honest with you, you know, if I didn't need to, I probably wouldn't even post because I like being with people. One of the things I love doing is this. I love podcast. I love being able to, to, to speak. I love being able to speak to others. I love to be able to knowledge share and to just speak openly, honestly, vulnerably. Because for me, I have that imposter syndrome. I have that imposter syndrome. You know, I'm trying to, you know, to to rebrand the app. You know, our company before was Happy as Larry Group. The company unfortunately folded because, you know, of what happened over the last couple of years with COVID and businesses being affected. And we we're only a small little business and we got affected. You know, I made some investments that didn't pay off. And unfortunately, you know, it didn't work out. And I was doing a podcast before, which I really, really liked. And I got caught up in, you know, in in working and doing things that paid the bill because there weren't any business coming in from what we were, we were building. And all of the things that we had been working on, unfortunately, everything was frozen. So there was nothing really happening. And I'm not a an international speaker or I'm not a world-renowned, you know, podcaster. I'm not, you know, somebody who you know, who's, who's in the limelight. I'm just a man who loves to, to knowledge share, who loves life, who loves people, who has struggled, who has been in pain, who's in a little bit of pain today. You know, I'm feeling vulnerable today. I feel sad. I feel like I need to have a good cry. If I'm honest, I feel like I need to have a good cry and I probably will. And I don't really know why. I don't know why. But one of the things I do understand is that it's healing and it's something that for me, I, I've learned to, to understand that in life, everything is, is a lesson. And one of the biggest things that taught me, you know, that accident taught me is how precious life is, you know, how precious life is. 
I used to to speak on, you know, feeling like I wasted my life. You know, I wasted so many years doing this. And actually I realized I didn't waste a moment. I lived my life the way I was meant to. So it got me to where I am today. So it gave me the tools, the techniques, and the wisdom to be able to share things with, with other men. And it was really interesting that one of the biggest continuous lessons for me is, is just waking up every morning, being able to see my wife, being able to see my children, being able to, you know, to speak to my son and my daughter, my parents who I saw this weekend. And honestly, I, I, I cannot express it enough how grateful I am to be here because, you know, we do take for granted the fact that tomorrow, today, soon could be the last moment. You know, we could just end now. And I don't want this this to kind of sound morbid, but it's true. And I think we get so consumed in the fairy lights, in the fairy tale of, of, of things, in social media, how it presents itself and how wonderful life can be. And we compare ourselves to everybody else and everybody has this and everybody has that. And I don't have anything. And my life is this and my life is so bad. And I got caught up in all of this, you know, throughout my life, throughout my experience. And one of the things I try to do more and more and more is to stay connected and grateful with me, to stay connected with the mind, body, spirit, and understanding who I truly am. And by doing that, by knowledge sharing some of this information, it would hopefully give someone a little bit of hope, you know, a reason to stay alive. And having gone through trying to commit suicide, having gone through, you know, the addiction, having overdoses and literally drinking, smoking, taking drugs to the point where my body should have given up, you know, at that point. And, and I never understood why. And I cursed, you know, God and Christ. And, you know, and I've, I grew up in a religious environment, but I was never really a religious person. And, I'm still not religious. I'm spiritual. I believe in God. I believe in Christ. I talk to God and I talk to Christ in my my guides, my tribe every day, every single morning, every single evening, every moment that I have where I get to speak and just share gratitude and share thanks for being here. You know, these things for me have become really important. And I don't follow a, a book. I don't you know, I don't really I like listening to to audibles and, and stuff like that, but I don't read you know, the Bible or, or any other books, you know, religious books. I just, I've learned to, to, to connect with me. And I like reading, by the way, just to, to highlight, I do like reading. I love listening to, because it means that I can, you know, I can do other things while I'm listening and, and absorbing content. But being alive is something that's so precious. You know, being alive is something that's so incredible. And having been really dark, dark places and not wanting to live Cursing God, why am I here? What's the purpose to this? What's the purpose to being alive? Like, why the hell am I here? This is pointless. Why am I having this experience? And I don't like using the word, but it's, I hate my life. I used to hate everything. And I did have a lot of love as well. I've always loved my children unconditionally. I've always, you know, love my my parents, although I struggled with, you know, with my mom and my family, I, I always loved them. It's just in me. I always have this love and it's something that I can't switch off. It's not, for me, it's just not possible. It's not possible to, to switch these things off. And I used to hate that. I used to hate the fact that I forgive people. I used to hate the fact that, you know, that, you know, I always used to be taken for a bit of a mug or for an idiot. And 
And although I caused pain to other people, so I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, this holier than thou and I never did anything wrong because that's far from the truth. I've made, you know, my, you know, so many mistakes in my life. You know, I've hurt so many people and, and going through this journey now is where that imposter syndrome comes in and says to me, yeah, but you're not good enough. You know, you know, you know, Tony Robbins, you know, you're no, you know, Joe Rogan, you're not Dan Brule, you're not, you know, I, and, and I have to always remind myself, I know that I know that I'm not, and I don't want to be, that's who they are. And I love those people. I've, you know, hats off to them. And I hope that they continue shining. I hope that they continue thriving. And I hope that all of these people who are out there sharing a positive message, who are out there sharing love, light, you know, and they're helping, genuinely helping people to become better in mind, body, spirit, sharing knowledge and information to millions. I hope that they continue thriving because it inspires me. And I've had to learn and realize that although I'm never going to be them, I am me. And in understanding and accepting who I am, I'm comfortable in who I am today. I love who I am today. I'm so grateful for who I am today because all of the things that I've learned, all of the people directly and indirectly who have taught me so many things, so many lessons, I'm so grateful to them. And it's not just all the good things, it's all the bad stuff too. And I'm labeling bad as though good and bad is a thing. It's not. We just learn to label things now. You know, everything has become a label. So I guess we kind of make sense. You know, the good experiences and the bad experiences, although they are just experiences, you know, I've learned so much in that because that's what we're here to do. We're here to learn, grow, develop as individuals and then also as a collective. And I see, I, I don't really listen to 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 the radio I listen to the music, but then when the news comes in, I kind of switch off a little bit because I don't want to be judgmental of the things that are kind of happening because I see the truth. I see the things that are happening and it does, you know, it, it used to really affect me. I used to think, God, why aren't people waking up? You know, why are people so asleep to this? You know, this is all a lie. You know, all of these things are a lie. Everything that we that that we do is formed based on a lie. Everything that we've been taught is a lie. Education is a lie. This system is a lie. The banking industry is a lie. Like every single thing that we know is a lie. It was just, it was something that was created and very cleverly too, very cleverly. And it blows my mind how incredibly smart this system has been built in order to control and manipulate others, including myself. You know, I got sucked into it because I knew no better. And then when I started to realize these things, you know, it really hurt me because I'm one of these people that I try to always speak in truth. I always try to be open, honest, vulnerable because I have nothing to worry about. You know, I don't need to fear anything. Fear is an illusion. It's self-created. But what it hurt me was that people can be so deceitful. People can be so hurtful. And these things happen in life. But as I continue studying myself, as I continue learning for myself, I can be hurtful. I can be deceitful. I can do the things and, and, and may, I may not have done, but I know I have the capability to. I know I'll have the capability to do some of these things, to create. So I was never put in that environment to, to have an opportunity to, to create an educational system, the medical system, pharmaceutical, you name it, all of these industries that we now, the food industry, you know, every single thing that touches us at some point in life, all of these things have been created in order to, to have control over humanity, over every single one of us. 
And we all buy into it, even from the day we were born. You know, the birth certificate is something that I've learned and realized over the last couple of years, obviously the true meaning of that, you know, and the law behind all of these things. And it fascinated me. It angered me to, to start with. But as I went through my emotions, as I went through my own process in mind, body and spirit, I realized that had I have been in that situation and I was born into that family, I would know no different because that's the lesson. These are the teachings that I have got passed down to these individuals. So I went through further healing and further understanding that each one of us are uniquely beautiful, uniquely perfect, and we all make unique decisions. And I truly believe and, and understand, and sometimes I still do struggle because I'm the type of individual that I would never intentionally go out and try to enslave someone or try to enslave a country, the world. It's not in me. I want us all to thrive. Why? Because I come from a place of love, light, service to others. I connect with this planet. I connect with other people in, in, in ways and in levels that I can't even express. And I think sometimes when I've tried, some people do understand it. But when I've tried to, to, to explain it to people, when I'm listening to myself, again, maybe that's the imposter syndrome, maybe that's the fear that kicks in, sort of makes me sound like, like I'm a bit of an outcast, like I'm a bit of, I'm just a bit strange, but <laughs> maybe I am and that's good. I don't care. It's one of these things that I've learned and continue learning that we're all beautiful, man. Like we're all perfect. And we all have these challenges in life and all of these things that are happening right now in life with the wars. And we all know, and we see it, we've seen it with these banks that are crashing. And we've seen with, is it TFX, you know, who, who were paying money to governments all over the world. And there's all these frauds and I don't want to get into it, but it's interesting that all of these things that are happening are teaching us the lessons that we all individually need to learn. But one of the biggest learns that I have learned so far is that it's so easy to get caught up in the conspiracy theory or conspiracy fact, or whether you're right or you're left wing or chicken wing, I don't care. The fact of the matter is there are certain things which have been put into place literally to the micro level of, you know, the football team that you support or, you know, the, the, the UFC fighter that you prefer, the person you want to win or lose, you know, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, whether it's soccer, whatever it is, there's every single touch point that has been created through this system has been created to divide us in some way. And it's really interesting because even with everything that's happened, you know, the last couple of years with, I know, everything being shut down and locked down and everything that's happened, you know, there. I had my views. There were so many people that had theirs and there were a lot of people that judged me. And there were a lot of people that I judged too, because I was going through my own process because I thought this is really unfair. How can they do this to people? And how can you buy into this? How can you not see? But I realized that actually we are seeing what we are meant to see. We're seeing everything with our own fresh pair of eyes. We are going through our own experiences. And I've learned very, very quickly to step away from all of that, not get in the ring and jump into fights and arguments that actually are separating and dividing us. And I've been divided by, by some people and, and I have nothing but love for them. 
and I have nothing but care and respect. Why? Because I understood that the decisions that we all make are based on the same decisions that I make. Safety, love, protection, care. So actually, none of us were wrong. None of us were wrong. We all did. We all took the correct actions. We all did everything that we thought was right. And we continue to each and every day. But here's the message there. We all do the things that we feel is right within us, within our hearts. Sometimes we do it out of fear. Sometimes we do it out of love. But when we're doing things to protect ourselves, our family, our loved ones, even if it is based in fear, there is still that love there because love is what shines above everything. And that's the one thing that I really took away from, you know, from from this experience on Friday is just really connecting with love, really connecting with me, really connecting with everything that I am and hopefully sharing this knowledge in teaching for you to connect with everything that you are. You have the answers that you are looking for. You are the answers that you are looking for. Is that sometimes we look externally, we reach out to other people into thinking and believing that they're going to give us the answers for us. So we rely on governments, corporations, and we rely on other people. And even with me, with what I do, being a coach, And often one of the things I I say to people is you're going to do the work. I'm going to show you what I know, but it's down to you. And it always has been, always will be. This is a personal, individual experience. And then we have these beautiful touch points where we meet individuals throughout our lifetime. And we share these experiences that teach us so many things. And one of the things that I've learned is through the toughest challenges, the toughest lessons, the scariest things, like on Friday, they teach us the biggest lessons, the most valuable lessons. And the two most valuable lessons that I learned is about life and about love, about looking after your life, looking after yourself in mind, in body, in spirit making sure that this mind is being taken care of. Don't let the mind take over you, take over it. Have that control, grab hold of that steering wheel, your steering wheel of life, and don't rely on anyone or anything to tell you as a man or a woman what you should or shouldn't do with your life. The choices that you make, the things that you do, sure, there are friends and there are people who care about you that may point you in the right direction or give you some some advice. But in the end, it's always over to you, isn't it? It's you that makes that decision and you know best. You know best for you. Learn to, to build that confidence in yourself. Teach yourself every single day how beautiful, how incredible, how powerful you are. I always say affirmations. I always share so much gratitude because these things teach the mind to think, behave, to believe, to manifest and create in a different way. Because everything we do, everything that we create is created from the mind in our thinking. We're a mind, body, spirit complex. We're not a spirit, body, mind complex. Everything starts with the mind, everything that we do. 
It's this beautiful, powerful machine that we don't even know how powerful it is. We have zero idea of truly how powerful it is. And I've experienced a lot of plant medicine journeys. I've done a lot of healing work. And believe me, some of the things that I've experienced, I can't even put into words. There are no human words that express the how powerful, how incredible, how beautiful, how phenomenal. I'm trying to use the most powerful, positive words possible to describe some of the things that I, I've experienced. You know, people talk about enlightenment. People talk about, you know, I can't even put it into words, just how incredible it is. So teach self-mastery in the mind. And you can do that by being calm, by learning, by giving yourself the say, the necessary space in order to, to do that work. And it takes work. It takes practice, especially if you've been in this hamster wheel into believing that you're born into this planet to slave until you're 70, 80 years old. And then if you're lucky, you might get five, 10 years, 15, if you're lucky, maybe a little bit more to then live your life. How wrong does that even sound? Have you ever said that out loud to yourself? So we're born into this planet and we're born into believing because our parents teach us these things. All our caregivers, our parents, grandparents, and all those before us, they teach us transgenerational trauma. All of these lessons that are taught through life, it gets passed on through generation to generation, that we are born into this planet to grow, to work, because we're workers. So we're slaves into a system that we work until we're 70 to pay bills, to be in debt, to buy all of these things that bring us absolutely nothing, but a lot of the times headache, <laughs> which is true. Because if you want to sustain a house, you want to have a nice car, you want to buy makeup, you want to take your partner out, you want to go on a holiday. And there are all of these things. And we've all bought into it, including myself. We've all bought into this, into them believing that we've got to do this until we're old. And then if we're lucky, we may get 10, 15 years where we can have a break. We got sucked into this so badly. Every time I say it, it makes me feel a bit sick. I'm like, God, we've really been deceived, right? We've really been deceived. Because as I started to understand is actually, who does this planet even belong to? Who does it even belong to? Because it certainly is no government. It certainly is no company. The only thing that, that exists are the names in which they lay in this lands, the lands around the world that we call Brazil, United Kingdom, United States. These things are all companies. They're all corporations. So they're not the actual country, the land. The land that we are in is free. It's our land. It's planet Earth's land. It doesn't belong to anybody. And even think about it from this perspective. Do you take or do you think any of these people who you know we call the elites, the Illuminati, the cabal, whatever names you want to call these, but they're just individuals having their own experiences and, and may their experience be lit with love and light? And not this, this, the experience that they they are having right now. But if that's the experience that they chose, then so be it. But my question is: Do you think that even them, even the people that make billions, billions and billions and billions, are they going to take any of that with them when they go? Do you think you get to pack that into a bag and go right? Okay, God. Okay, Christ. I'm off. Can I take this stuff with me? Can I take all this land that I've acquired here? Can it can it come with me? 
My, my mate, even your body doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the planet. It belongs here. You're so much more than this. And when you wake up and you realize that, you start to realize how powerful you truly are, how beautiful you truly are. And you start to realize that all of these things are just an illusion. They are just experiences. And sure, sometimes they may feel unfair. And there is there are times when things are unfair and they are unjust in people starving and dying and not having food to feed their children or water that they can drink or bathe themselves. Like these things are not right. But here's the shocker. That's our fault. That's your fault. That's my fault. It's our fault. Why? Because we've allowed ourselves into buying into the system. We said we're using our free will and think about this. No one has ever put a gun to my head and said, you need to do this. No one has ever done that. I've bought into the system. I've paid my taxes. I've done all of these things. I've worked up until this point you know, in my life into a system. And then when I started to realize the truth behind everything, I was like, hang on a second. This is my experience. I'm not feeding into, you know, into making other people rich. I'm here to make me rich in love, in light, in relationships, in knowledge sharing, in learning, growing, developing. Like that's for me, that's what, that's what richness is. And I have money. I've had money. I've lost money. I've had business. I've lost businesses. <laughs> I've been, you know, I, I'm I'm an entrepreneur. I love kind of starting things. Even my wife sometimes laughs. I see you've got so many ideas and you're always doing something because I love life. Life's about creating. It's not about status, you know, having these status of, oh, look how much money I've got in the bank, you know, having a Lambo and it's showing off and going, come and buy this course, which isn't going to help you do shit, but you can still buy it and make me even richer. Or I can knowledge share like this and say to you, well, look, if you start to work on yourself in mind, create a strong mindset and by believing in yourself, understanding who you are, learning to share gratitude for life, for who you are, connecting with self in this body, understanding what this, this incredible complex is and does, you can then start to take that to the next level. You will stop putting crap into your body. You will start putting toxic things into your body that is actually killing you. And now they're making food that is actually killing you. I mean, it already does anyway, but the stuff that are now uh, have passed through laws is actually going to kill some people a lot quicker than others. So again, these are things that we have allowed and continue to allow to happen to us. So how do we stop? That's always the question. Well, how do you stop it? Stop paying in, stop buying into the system. Just do you. That's all you can do. You don't need anybody to do anything for you. We've become so reliant on everything. The government, these companies, these food companies, the you know, the social media, people telling us these influencers, do this, do that. You know, I'm being paid million by these companies to tell you this. So you should do this. And people go off and do it because they think it's the right thing to do. And then they and then they regret it. Stop doing that. Look after yourself. What do you want for you? You are never going to be the influencer that you aspire to be. You are never going to be, sorry, let me rephrase that because that sounded wrong. You are never going to be that person, the Tony Robbins, the Joe Rogans of the world. You're never going to be that person. That's them. 
That's who they are. You can never and you will never become them. But what you can and you will do is you will become you. Now, what version of you do you want to be? Do you want to be an unhappy, overweight, miserable person who is eating really badly or treating yourself in a bad way? You're a drug addict. Are you an alcoholic? Are you a sex addict? Are you selling yourself? Are you feeling ashamed, embarrassed of the things that you do every single day? And you want to change? So you're looking for inspiration. That's different. Even I have people that inspire me, but I'm never going to be them. I have to be me. So one of the things that I've learned is that these I look for people that inspire me to be a better version of me, to be a stronger version of me as a man, as a father, as a son, as a husband, as someone that can share knowledge. That's all I can be is the best version of me, I. That's all I can do. And that's all you can do. There is nothing, there is no one on this planet Earth that can do it for you. You have to do it for you. And when you turn off the TV, when you put down the social media, when you turn off all of this rubbish that fills your mind full of absolute garbage, which a lot of it unfortunately does, when you turn off that stuff and you allow yourself to go through the healing process, which is necessary, and not everybody's going to buy into this, but that's just the facts of life. You are not ready to do it. You are not ready to do it. You still have to continue suffering until you get to the point and realization that you say enough is enough. I've got to stop eating this bowl of BS because it's no longer sustaining me. I don't like it. I hate it. It doesn't make me feel better in mind, body or spirit. And when you put down that bowl and you start to recognize and realize the things that need improving, the things that need changing, you will start to take action. You will then seek those individuals who will fulfill those needs, who will help you, because this is the part that then we can help each other as a collective, because we are one. We are one. In the grand scheme of things, on the bigger scale of outside of this personal individual experience, we are one. And when people talk about, you know, race and they talk about color and when they talk about, you know, don't even get me started on the genders, when they talk about all of these things, for me, I shut off because for me, if you're, if you're still buying into this stuff, it's still your experience. You're still having to go through that experience in order to connect further and further with love. And one of the stories, I'll tell you something, when I was little, I have friends from all different backgrounds, black, white, Indian, Chinese, mix, doesn't matter. I'm a mix of of number of different things. I was born in Brazil, then found out my dad's Italian, and we have a, a wonderful mix in, in both sides of my family. And I used to be fascinated by that. And I used to be fascinated by other people's um, backgrounds too. And one of the things that was really interesting to me is that I never saw people through color. I didn't understand it. To me, you know, I was so naive that, you know, I I didn't even, it wasn't, it wasn't even a thing for me. It became, I started to kind of understand the, the, that division where people got divided because of their color when I got a little bit older, when I kind of came into teenage years and actually came to the UK was when I started to see that. Because I grew up in Brazil and everyone is is dark, white, doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Like, especially where I live, you know, the the, the city I'm from in Brazil. 
There is there's a uh, you know Japanese people there. There is Italian, Germans, black, brown, Indian people from like Aboriginal Indians from from Brazil, Spanish, you name it, Italian. There's all, all different you know wonderful uh, cultures there. So when I came here and people started calling each other names and you know using the n word and here you know they the people who are indian from like pakistan or india they you know they were using other names for people as well and and i was like man why do you keep calling each other that and just the energy of it for me, and i was young and i didn't understand any of this stuff but it just felt wrong felt wrong to hear people saying these things because i embrace you as you like i don't care and i even as i started getting older started to 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 feel and started to question myself it's like are we different are we different should we be different because you're a different color does that make me different from you in any way and i started to think well maybe it does because your culture is different from mine how you are is different from mine and there's been there's been times where I've been kind of segregated because you know a group of friends that I was with some of them didn't like me because of because I wasn't the same color but that's not their fault. It's, it's the upbringing. It's the society that that we were that we were growing up in, and it hurt me because I'm like, I don't see you as 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 anything, especially a color or a gender. I couldn't care less. I see you as a friend, and always have and always will. And it's one of these things that we we must in time, in our own time, do that necessary healing work internally to understand and realize who we truly are, to understand how beautiful and how incredible we are as individuals, and to stop allowing a society to tell you that because of your color or your gender, especially now that you can be a dolphin if you want to, or you can be a, a they or a them, you you know, like it's become something that is 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 dividing people even more when actually the truth behind that is taking you away from who you truly are. Because science, you cannot undo science. You cannot undo what this this complex is. How you recognize yourself, how you feel, then that's down to you. But the true of it, man, woman, the highest level of the human species, the highest level of the human species. And when you come to understand, when you do that healing work on yourself and you learn and you understand how incredible and how beautiful you are, scrap everything, scrap everything, because this is just a temporary experience. And your color doesn't matter. What you choose to be or not to be doesn't matter. What you do or don't do doesn't matter. The truth is this. The law of one, God's law, says you can do, you can be whatever you like as long as you do not cause harm to others. And should you do that, you must rectify that and make amends with that, that man or woman. When you start to label yourself in these they, them, and I don't really know what they are, and I don't want to sort of disrespect anybody, what you don't understand, and hopefully you will when you connect with who you truly are, is you are throwing yourself down a totem pole. You start to recognize yourself as lower than an animal, lower than a microbe, lower than you become nothing. You've labeled your highest being, the highest form, the most beautiful, incredible creation as nothing. 
as a they, as a them. And you are so much more than that. And I've had to learn to understand and accept that with love and kindness and compassion, because these things that have all been created, all of these things that are happening now are to teach us, to help us to get back to who we are, recognizing our true essence, because everybody wants to feel heard. Everybody wants to be seen. And I see it in social media when people talk about, I saw a video from a trans person talking about, you know, this law that's been passed. I think it's in the U.S., and like, you're going to respect me. You're going to. Re and I was like, dude, who are you trying to convince? When people do these things is you're trying to convince you of you. I don't need convincing. Like, I don't care what you do or who you are, what you eat or what you don't eat, what you choose or not choose to do. It's you. And this is what I really want to drum in to you is every decision that you are making is based on you. If you do not accept who you are, you are not going to make anybody else accept you. You don't need to, because when you love yourself unconditionally and you accept everything that you are, whether you're Adam, Eve, Alex, Jones, I don't care, Sally. Sarah, I don't care what you call yourself. Do you accept you? Do you accept you for who you are? Do you even know who you are? Try this exercise. Scrape, strip, take every single label off of what you've given yourself. Everything, your job, your pronouns, non-nouns, gender, whatever, Take everything away, remove everything, look in the mirror and say, I am, and then finish that sentence. Who are you? And I love you because I know I, and I know you. So when you ask me to accept you, when you listen to this and you say, but you don't understand, I do understand. I inner stand because I know who you are. I know how beautiful, how incredible you are, how filled with love and with light and compassion and kindness and gifts. I know who you are. But do you, when you're strapping these labels and more labels and more labels and you're, you know, covering yourself with all of this bling and all this stuff, for, for someone, someone to accept you, yet you don't accept you. You look in the mirror and say, this isn't good enough. If you're telling yourself you're not good enough, then how can you say to someone else that they need to accept you? That's a big lesson that I've had to learn. I used to want people to love me. I used to want people to care about me to show me love, to show me respect. And I've realized I wasn't even doing it for me. How dare I ask somebody else to do something? That's my responsibility. It's no one else's responsibility to do that for me. It's my experience. This is my mind, body, spirit complex. I look at I in the mirror. Look at me every single day. If you don't love who you are, if you cannot accept who you are, how can you expect anybody else to?
And do you accept who you are? Be honest with yourself. Put down that ball of BS and be honest with yourself. Do you accept who you are unconditionally, warts and all, good, bad, ugly? Because when you do, you start to see that the reason the world is so divided is because of you. It's because of who you are today, now, which is why the world is so divided. You want you, you want them, you want everyone, every single one of us. We all want acceptance from each other, yet we don't accept ourselves. And we fear that, you know, when we get angry and we get resentful because you're not accepting me because of how I choose to be. It was like, I, I'm happy with who you are. Are you happy with who you are? Why are you shouting at me about it? I couldn't care less. I love you. These people are killing us. They're making us take this stuff. They're making us eat this food. Stop eating the food. Stop taking the jabs. Stop listening to the garbage. Who's making you do any of these things other than you? We need to fight. Fight who? It's you looking at you. I'm sick of fighting. I'm sick of arguing. I'm sick of trying to prove points that mean nothing. I just want to love. I just want to live. I just want to laugh. I love my life. I love what I do. I struggle just like everybody else. And today I've been struggling. But I wanted to share this with you today to show you that it's okay. That it's okay not to be okay. That it's okay to be in pain. That it's okay to understand that certain things in the world doesn't make sense. That it's okay to feel angry when we see our brothers and sisters, children being hurt, manipulated, controlled into doing things that we know sucks and they're horrible. They're disgusting. They're filthy. But it's us. We are doing this. We continue to allow this to happen. And until you change, nothing will change. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Love is the biggest healing power that we have. Second is forgiveness. When you forgive yourself, you learn to forgive others. I forgive myself today. I forgive myself every single day. And I learned that none of us are perfect. Yet we all are. I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you've listened this far, and I just want to share that I love you and that I hope and pray that you love yourself unconditionally, that you learn to forgive yourself, that you learn how beautiful life is when you stand in your truth as a man, as a woman, and you unite with your brothers, with your sisters, and you realize that there is nothing in this world that can divide us. All of these things that have been created, that have, have created wars for centuries, and things that divide families, neighborhoods, none of these things matter. All of these things are in the past. They're not even in your now. These are things that we are recreating each and every day. 
and we don't let go of them because we haven't forgiven ourselves. The guilt, the shame, the anger, the resentment still there. And you are a reflection of the world. You are a reflection of your brothers and your sisters. You are a reflection of everything that's around you. And when you change, everything changes. Have an amazing day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And as always, be great, be fantastic, and be absolutely phenomenal today. Go to my website if you want to connect with me, www.alexdesilva.co.uk. And very soon, Alpha Wellness, the app, will be available on Google Play and the App Store. I will speak to you again very, very soon. Take care.